Welcome to the Still Dripping Happy Hour. This is your host, Mason, on the move tonight. We got Hayes Hollett. Yes, sir. And we got LP. What up? Dan's been in and out of the chat room, so... uh Chat room? Well, in and out of the Zoom. You know, whatever. This is, this 2005. Is, I was going to say. <laughs> Old folks. All right. Well, before we get into this, we got a very special guest tonight, but... Before we hear from her, I need everybody to go online, type in Instagram on your little search bar, and go to that search bar and type in Still Dripping TN. Follow us, like all our posts, and then go to iTunes, search us again, and download every single episode and tell your friends to download all the episodes, and then delete them all and then do it again. You know the drill. Dan's not here to tell you, but we'll let you know. And with that, without further ado, I think we just jump into it. Landon, yeah. can you give us a proper introduction? To- mm-hmm. So excited about this one. Uh, this is a local entrepreneur, uh, someone that's made their name in the streetwear gang, gang, uh, and just in the culture of sneakers, and just has really pushed the ball forward in Nashville, and I'm going to say globally, and uh, is the owner, the founder of red rose hype shop give it up for jenny jenny from the block love it (laughs) so jenny i'm gonna jump right in real quick i know we've we've got a list of questions i'm gonna go off script real quick because i was i I, I was i know i know (laughs) i i walked into the shop a couple weeks ago and unloaded a couple pairs this is a free shout out this is a free shout out um incredible experience uh you know, you've got, I, I'm sure you know this, but you've got five stars across the board on Google reviews, like just unreal. I could go off um, and read all the reviews, but all about customer service and just friendly staff, very attentive. And, and you don't get that very often in the industry that you work in. So you definitely stand out in Nashville and, and globally, but just, I'm curious, what were your thoughts when I, when I walked into the shop? <laughs> you specifically? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, we do get like a lot of these like bulk, um, type of people. Sometimes you came in with a lot of stuff that day. So you were specifically, um, I did like that you messaged us beforehand and like, we kind of came up with a list of like things, do's and nots like that. I don't want, um, and you were really nice about me not taking all of the lists. Um, and you kind of had your like offers like already like pre-made a little bit. Um, so that already was like a good start with me. Sometimes, I mean, it is a sneaker store, but <laughs> sometimes like somebody comes in with like 30 pairs unannounced. I'm just like, ugh, mm. like, <laughs> why didn't you let me know? Like there's a phone number, we have Instagram, like just communication. So that was already like a good, like seemed friendly, but then like, just thought maybe like you were a collector. I think I asked you like, are you a collector? Like where's all this stuff coming from? So I kind of thought maybe you were a collector. I didn't really think of you as like that typical, like sleazy reseller kind of guy. So that's a huge compliment. Come on. Preach. Yeah. I had a good. Yeah. You're prepared Landon. That's impressive. I'm not surprised. You're probably a spreadsheet. (laughs) <laughs> I, I did well i didn't share the spreadsheet with her but yeah mm. i gotta say i gotta stay organized so but yeah five stars all around was incredible and then you were so kind to 
um, take our invitation to jump on the podcast. And I'm excited to jump into this. So Mason, I know you got some questions. So let's jump in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll go in order, but uh, start out by telling us where you're from, um, just a little bit about your upbringing and where you got started in sneakers, fashion, all that. Yeah, so I'm from Nashville, born and raised. Oh, um, yeah, 615. Yeah, so there's not a lot of us here, but... There's I'm three here. on this podcast, four now. There's four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's not... We're, we're a rare uh, breed nowadays in Nashville. Um, but my parents, they're actually from Bosnia. They escaped the war here, like 20 seven years ago I believe so um yeah that was like I grew up in like a foreign household I'm like first generation I was never like the most like wealthy or popular kid in school so kind of sneakers and fashion was something like I was always like inspired by I always thought was so cool I thought it was like a cool way to like get to express yourself something like a little different um and I was always, when I was really little, wanting to be, like, an actress or a model, like, so I was always, like, influenced by a lot of, like, my favorite celebrities, so they were always wearing, like, the coolest things, so that, I guess, like, influenced me a little bit um, in my, like, fashion history, I guess. What did you, what were you on early, like, you don't strike me even just saying that you weren't into vineyard vines or um volcom right it doesn't sound like it you you skipped over that uh i mean when i was like middle school elementary school i'll say like i wore like target like frilly girly outfits for sure like fourth grade i was a princess but he um, knows all about that right <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but I was really into like skate culture. So like, I did like shop into like Zoomies a lot. I was like into, I think, I mean, my first pair of sneakers were like Converse and like I got different colors of Converse. So that kind of got me into like the collecting aspect. But my real first pair of sneakers were SB Donks from Zoomies. Mm. So I was like into like, I guess, more more of the like, edgier stuff I guess and then I also like started being into like thrifting and stuff and not buying mm. stuff from the mall stores so I was just getting like vintage I was really like gr- like I wanted to be grunge really bad I guess Course. when I was Why not? for high school or Doc Martens too so I was just I guess finding myself but yeah I was like not really into yeah like vineyard vines and sperries and stuff mm. but I did. I'm not gonna lie. I did have a pair of Sperry's in middle school. Mm. Shoot, not, that's not a shame. Hey, how old are you? I'm 24. The oh, reason I stutter is I'm sure to be 25 next month, so I have okay. to keep Let's thinking go. about it. But, yeah, summer birthday. Balling young. Yeah. yeah. What, so okay, so you you're growing up. You're. It sounds like you were middle class, just like all of us. How were you, like, what was the first thing you saw that you're like, I'm I'm going after a step up from what you just said? Like, 
an off-white, a whatever? Like, what was the first thing that you're like saving your money up for? Yeah. So really, I don't even know if off-white was a brand yet, like how it is now, like until after I graduated high school, I think it kind of started a little bit in the middle of me going to college. So I think really, I mean, Off-White was one of my favorite brands. And I think it was when that Off-White Blazers came out, I was like really set on getting the top 10 white blazer or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get it. I tried on like sneakers. I believe it came out on sneakers. So I tried on there Um, and I didn't, I didn't get it. So I I was like, eh, I'm not going to be able to buy this. I still couldn't really afford, afford that yet. So were you working? Were you working at this point? You're just grinding, trying to, I mean, are you working? Where were you you working? So I worked, um, I worked at Pier One Imports as manager throughout college. And then I worked as like a hair salon receptionist like kind of more full-time than I did at Pier One. But all I did was save my money. So that's kind of like what helped me in the long run because I didn't realize that's what I wanted to do yet. Like Mm -hmm. I just was working, saving my money, trying to figure out what I was going to do after college. I was in college for business. So were were your parents, did that come from your parents? Because I mean, I can imagine you you had a pretty, um, you know, hum- like all of us, we have humble beginnings and all this stuff. I mean, were your parents pretty good with money? Yeah. So they, um, I mean, when they first came to America, they came with like literally nothing and they worked like three jobs, cleaning, uh, bakery, like late shifts, all American kinds dream. of things. Yeah. And so they eventually opened up their first little restaurant, but that didn't do well because it's like bad time. And I I don't know, this was when I was still like a baby, but then, um, so they were renting out a little spot in Antioch. It just didn't do well at all. It was a flop. So then I guess they had bought their first house. And after that, they got their first house. Then they started renting it or whatever. Um, because my mom got an opportunity to work for this really rich lady. So this rich lady kind of offered us an opportunity to like stay next door to her. So they rented out their house and then started kind of flipping houses a little bit. So that's kind of how they got into like business and stuff. They opened up another restaurant, didn't do well again, flopped. And then now they own like a wedding venue and still like the few houses that they have. So the few the- houses they have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so can you shout out the the wedding venue for any of our listeners that are in the market for there's a lot right now it's wedding, wedding season spot. yeah it is wedding season major right next door to the shop it's uh called luxury palace event center really weddings birthdays quinceaneras graduations like every event honestly but yeah it's an awesome place it's beautiful so if you want to Wedding for a great price, luxury palace. All right, let's go. That's awesome. I love that story. Like, like forget the hype stuff. Like, that's real life. Like, that Mm -hmm. is a your parents grinded. Like, they are they are tough. I bet. I bet your parents are superstars. Especially after like they came from the war. Like my dad, not to put it like a 
very bad mood, but like no. he survived Go. a um concert. He was taken and captured in a concentration camp for like three weeks and was like beaten and starved almost to death. So he's just a whole nother level of superhuman to me. Without a doubt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So crazy stuff. And they just, you know, I hear the craziest stories from my parents all the time of like the war and how they escape. They have an incredible escape love story thing. I'm like, you guys can make a movie. Like it's crazy. <laughs> I was just about to say that. That should be a movie. <laughs> see, see yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine you got people coming in worried about, you know, whatever, not hitting on sneakers that day or whatever. And your parents survived a war and the war. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. My age and younger a little bit. So almost 17. Wow. Oh yeah. You never know. Like, you know, our priorities and stuff are a little different than that. Yeah. Perspective. What a blessing. The uh, so obviously Nashville twenty seven years ago is not what Nashville is now. So how what was the was that like the first place they could get to from? Yeah. It was Bosnia. Bosnia. Right? Bosnia. So they gave my mom like a map, I guess, of like cities to choose from, and it was a little, little explanation, I guess. And they spoke no English coming coming here, but um, my the ladies told my mom. Um, like you know New York's this huge city and then whatever Chicago is this other big city Nashville it's a city so you're not like in a farm but it's still like little and you know you can get by so they chose Nashville because it was like a safe bet you know all the other cities were kind of too overwhelming I guess wow that's dope that's so dope that is really cool. I guess switching gears a little bit, you talked about where you worked at Pier 1 and then the hair salon. So where in that did the Red Rose story come about or the idea? Um, just walk us through that and, and your aha moment, I guess. Yeah. So I get this question like all the time and I feel like I just always explain it all the time. So I try to explain it differently every time because it's this the same story give us the raw version give us not the sexy just straight (laughs) the raw version is i was always into fashion and streetwear like i said i was like into thrifting i guess so i started kind of selling that stuff on depop and mercari like an app Mm -hmm. i was like kind of like flipping some stuff on the side like while working these jobs and stuff even since i was a kid i always wanted to be like owning like a clothing or sneaker store, but I never thought that that was like possible. Like what would make a clothing store different than any other clothing store? Like, how can I do that? Like, I just thought that would be a cool thing to do. Never really realized like I could do this, but I went, so I had a friend that I met in Miami and he lived in Louisville, Kentucky or Indiana, but he was always in Louisville, Kentucky because it's like on the border. So he would um, drive to these stores in Kentucky and he brought me he's like you've got to check out these cool stores so I went to these super dope stores and honestly they inspired me a lot because I didn't really realize this was like prior to me knowing about round two mm-hmm. but now round two is like huge inspiration to me but I guess I didn't know about it yet but mm-hmm. I was so 
like I was like wow this is amazing you can get this stuff in person and like see it and this is so cool I didn't realize that you could like go to a store like this why doesn't anywhere in Nashville have this so I would go there like twice a month every other month so I was on the phone with that friend and I was like thinking man I don't understand Nashville's kind of a bigger city how come Nashville doesn't have anything like this Mm. like Nashville is a great place to have something like this why not so I was kind of like talking in frustration but it kind of all just clicked in my head like wait I just found a hole in the market I found a problem and I found a solution I've got the solution so from that moment like literally that night I created the name Red Rose I created like a mini version of the logo on Snapchat with like a few like random stickers that they had on there and fonts And literally the next day, I just created uh, like a plan, I guess. I told my parents, hey, I'm going to do this. I don't care if you like it or not. Like, I'm going to do it. So my parents were like, wait a minute. Like, before you go rent a spot for a five-year lease contract and get stuck, um, let us let you use the office space that they have next to the venue, which is now Red Rose. Mm. So they let me borrow a room. Mm. But yeah, honestly, that moment, I just never stopped. And um, I just instantly started looking for inventory. That friend had kind of helped me out a little bit and like guiding me where places where to find it. Um, I started posting on my Instagram, hey, opening up a consignment store. Like it was never like 100% official, but in my head it was. So I was like, I'm opening up the store, sell me your stuff, blah, blah, blah. So literally that night I never like stopped that was that was that day it just happened well, so, so what was the timeline here like when did the idea happen and idea, the store open? August 2018 store open January 2019 so six months wow and it was this, small we and, all start small every, yeah. yeah I just hey, wanted Elon Musk started small. Yeah. Like, still dripping started in a church. Still dripping. And we're still small. Still dripping happy hour. (laughs) What a story. You opened in 2019. You had one normal year and then COVID hit. What, What happened then? The normal year was like still, you know, it's your first year. So it was still pretty like rough you know I would be there all day after like because I was still finishing up my last semester of college so I would be there all day where were you you in school I went to Belmont um for business for entrepreneurship go Bruins yeah Yeah. 100% (laughs) watch it Mason I'll I'll work at Lipscomb <laughs> COVID. Yeah, so I was there after school. I think my class ended at almost around 12 o'clock. So I gave myself one to five every day. I was there some days, some weeks, like nobody would come, but I mm. still showed up every day. Um, and then occasionally a few people come. So that kind of kept me afloat. But then COVID hit. So that also kind of stopped helping, you know, the brand grow and 
um, people word of mouth and stuff like, like that. But something that um, kind of helped, I guess, was that my dad did own the building. So he mm-hmm. kind of gave me forgiveness in paying rent through those months. What a blessing. So, um, yeah, I was super blessed, super lucky for that. So that was awesome. And that helped me stay open. Like after COVID, it didn't help me not shut down, like permanently mm-hmm. fail as a business. So I try doing online stuff. I put everything that I owned. We removed it from the shop because we were worried because of COVID. Mm-hmm. People might start writing or breaking into stores. Who yeah. knows what was coming to? Like, so we took everything from my store, moved it to my house. I was living with my parents at the time. Um, so my whole bedroom and our sunroom at our house was filled with sneakers and clothing, but I took that time to post literally everything on our website and, um, I marketed it and posted it. And, you know, a lot of people were trying to help support small businesses and stuff. So that helped, especially like the first month or two, our sales were like a little bit better, but then like the last month or two of quarantine, like our sales were like, eh, like a thousand dollars that month. So mm-hmm. that's not enough to like grow. Pay the but, bills. But yeah, exactly. So I just was like, okay, let's be pr- productive and positive. Um, what is something I could do since we're shut down to be, be productive? So I, ex- excuse me, expanded a little bit and opened up. It was like a little shed room storage kind of thing but we busted the wall down into it and drywalled it and made it into like the little back area that's now like the vintage section mm. so that was like the first expansion thing that I really did um and I did that over quarantine so I was there every day painting like the little racks and doing all this handyman stuff with my dad my dad like really is the handyman he has cr- basically built the entire shop by hand like it's very handmade when you go in the store so some of my and i want to meet your dad like this guy sounds like he is just like the salt of the earth kind of guy no he's incredible (laughs) but like you totally like when i walked in the minute i walked in it's authentic Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what it just hit me the second i walked in and so you say you know it's very handmade i mean but that that for me was a very positive thing like i've been in the round twos but i've been in the places where it just doesn't it feels and i'm not saying round two is inauthentic but in some of the places where it just feels like man this is fabricated right this is like walmart industry bankrolled by some big investor Mm. like i didn't get that when i walked in to your shop yeah that's the goal i want everybody to feel comfy there i never wanted it to be like i don't know corporate vibes or very minimal like because i know when i walk into like minimal to me, it gives me like, oh, I can't touch anything. I'm not comfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being watched or whatever. I just want everybody to walk in and feel cozy as soon as they walk in. So I wanted to create kind of like that skater vibe, I guess, in there. Just like just fun environment. That's the goal for sure. So you mentioned the vintage side. So are you are you hunting like you're going to? I don't know where you live in Asheville and it doesn't matter. Don't say it on the podcast, but I mean, um, are you going to Goodwill, the third world world Goodwill that we call it that you hit the bins and all that stuff too still. So I used to, but honestly, I don't really have the time to anymore Mm -hmm. and just like mental capacity for it anymore. Now that it's always picked through and stuff like you have to have like 
a full-time commitment to that specifically. So now I just rely on my people that do do that full-time. They come in with bins and let me pick through it. And obviously I pay a lot more, but you know, I'm helping support their business and there's like, we're doing business together, creating a relationship and they do the hard work for me. Yeah. So, so I, that's awesome. I'll, I'll, all of us fell in love with, well, I mean, we've all loved sneakers forever, but I mean, we really, we're on the same wavelength where we all fell in love with round two at the same time. And that just started this. I mean, I still thrift once or twice a week. Um, I just love it. Like it is stupid it's fun and I just enjoy it. Um, but that's an awesome story. You survived through a pandemic. She didn't just survive. You did I mean, it. She, she's thriving. Like that's, it's remarkable. It's crazy. What was the hardest part of all that? Of COVID or just going through all the above. You've had a run. You start in 2019, like you start a business and then, I mean, it's 2022 and Lord willing, it's a lot more predictable. And the fact that you were still in college, like you were still, bro, you are like unreal. I'm the oldest of all of us. And so who's the youngest? Would that be Mason or Dan? Dan, I think. Yeah, Turning 28 tomorrow. 27. Ooh, oh my gosh. Boy. <laughs> I'm so old, but like, I can't imagine going through all, I, I have a bunch of kids and I can't imagine going through all of this as a kid, much less as a 42 year old. Like I can't imagine much less a 24 year old that's got a business. Like, I don't even know what to say at this point for you. Was there a question that in like? that hate? I'm sorry. It was, it was more like, what was all that like? Like, what did, what did you learn? What did you learn? Oh, my gosh. It's honestly, I'm still learning so much. And it's been like a crazy experience. And it has made me grow up a little bit faster and made me be more cutthroat and tough, I guess. I guess some tough skin. Um, it was just, it was a lot because at one point before COVID hit, I was like, I don't know, maybe seven months in to owning a business. And, you know, I, I was so excited when I first opened, I'm like nowhere in Nashville is I later learned that there was like a couple of stores, but I was like, nowhere in Nashville has this, like, this is going to be like, boom. Like I thought like so amazing of it, but then it got more and more disappointing as time went by because like just a lot of people didn't believe in me and a lot of people um, like I lost a lot of friends, you know, um, just haters are going to hate all the time. So it was like difficult, especially being a, a woman. That was probably one of the biggest challenges mm. being like in a really male dominant industry. That's something that just made me learn to become more tough because m- in being in this type of industry where it's like mostly you're dealing with men, you have to make people like believe in you respect and you seriously right? and respect you. Mm-hmm. And that was something really challenging just as a girl, because I was different. And I mean, I've gotten scammed a few times where people said, you know, girls just aren't cut out for resell. Ha ha jokes on you. That's why you got scammed or people just mm-hmm. thinking I'm naive or people thinking I just don't know what I'm doing or talking about and how do I know not having trust in me that I know how to authenticate and all these type of things so 
getting through it honestly was really challenging because I got to like kind of a dark point um like seven months in like thinking wow like I really don't have a support system no one really believes in me Mm. um people keep challenging me but I don't know why I didn't give up but I went to this like women's empowerment event thing in New York that just I think was meant to happen because my parents were just going to New Jersey for the weekend to visit some Bosnian people that they knew and someone sent me this flyer like hey this would be really cool if you if something like this were to come in Nashville and it was like they were leaving next weekend driving up there and the I was like, oh, this is in New York. And I begged my parents to let me go with them. And I Ubered from New Jersey to that event. And honestly, it was the most like, probably best thing that happened to me because I listened to a lot of different women's stories and stuff. But I also talked to a lot of different people. And one of the main things I learned was fake it till you make it. Um, And that was one of the things that like really helped me get through a lot of the struggles. Because I was always talking about like, no one supports me and being really down and negative, but okay. How about I switch my mindset, fake it till you make it. Everyone supports me. Like, you know, I'm killing it, whatever it is, changed my mindset. And it kind of changed my outlook and made me keep staying motivated to keep going. So that. I guess fake it till you make it was something that I guess helped me continue to get past it. Because like I said, all these people want to challenge you even in regular businesses too. And anybody wants to start something, no one really believes that they're going to make it. Oh, you're going to start a business. Okay. You know, was there any, so you go to this event, was there any, any people locally in your corner that you felt like were super supportive and like helping prop you up during that? No, I was, like I said, like a lot of people, even my parents started to kind of lose. I mean, they never, that was another thing. My parents show like a lot of tough love always. Mm -hmm. So um, I always had to work really hard to like prove them wrong or whatever. And, and I mean, I guess it's made me who I am today, but they were really losing their belief in me, but they didn't believe in the idea in the first place, hence why they made me use their office. Um, but also it helped out a lot. It was the smarter idea at the end of the day, you know, your parents were right when you start to grow up and you yeah. realize screw you that, but I really like a lot of my friends kind of started to get jealous even though there wasn't anything to be jealous of like I was still very new and fresh so I mean they're not my friends anymore so I don't really I really felt alone and that was like a dark point Mm. like I just felt alone I didn't have a team I didn't have any employees so because I was able to just it was very small I was able to run everything on my own so I was there alone every day um some of the people that came in were cool and like kind of became my friends at work. Um, but you know, some people were also really crappy. So it was just like good days and bad days and a lot of alone time. I was alone a lot. So I just felt super alone at a point um, until I went to that event and it kind of just 
re-motivated me, I guess, and showed me a different uh, outlook on how to look at it, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, I really liked how you said, and I, if you go back and listen, I've probably said the opposite of this, the fake it till you make it. But I think what you were saying, and I'd like you to expand a little bit on it, is you're not saying you were posting pictures of renting out a place that looks like you have a private jet, fake it till you make it. You're saying fake the belief in your idea until you make, I guess, the belief your own. Um, it's because I really have a problem with people posting. And I'm sure you you see people walk into your shop like that, that have on some off-white shoes. And, and that means success, but they really haven't done anything. They just either have their fake or something like that. So explain a little more of what you mean when you say fake it till you make it in your perspective. For sure. So just kind of like almost manifesting, I guess. So if you believe, I don't know, it's just to me, I've seen like actual, I guess, results of just changing your mindset. But I know a lot of people have their different beliefs about it. But um, yeah, just like manifesting, like I am successful. I, you know, I do have support. I am supported. I am loved, you know, things like that, that it just, honestly, I don't know if that specifically really works, but it helps you feel better. And I guess if you feel good and you have a positive mindset, you're more likely to be successful or have better things happen to you than when you're always negative all the time. You're just drawing negative energy to you and negative attention and negative things to happen to you so yeah I mean I see all the time the fake flex the fake flex Mm, is what I would call and yeah I (laughs) I didn't even buy my first pair of sneaker sneakers like expensive sneakers to like two and a half years of being open so my budget for sneakers was like 350 so and I had a whole sneaker store so I I was really like against that type of stuff is more just like a mindset thing because I mean I see people all the time that I see flexing on Instagram but then when they come in my store they don't buy anything because it's too expensive or they want to ask me for a hundred dollar discount on something that I'm not making a hundred dollars on so what happened to that stack of money you had up against your ear (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. If you if you want wow. to call anybody out, um, feel free. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't do that. Well, now okay. you've got fair um, enough. Now you've got at least four gangsters on your side, I would say. <laughs> I don't know if I would consider myself that. I'm wearing Lululemon, remember? <laughs> I'm wearing an IKEA hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man, I think you hit on like every question oh my gosh. that we already had written down. Jenny, at this point, are you thinking this is a sneaker podcast? Are you thinking that too? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I have a like, lot I'm thinking that. I'm like, <laughs> counseling. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the question about um, like, how did you get through this or whatever? All the like, whatever. And it was just, I guess, a touchy subject because no, it was man, really great. Long. <laughs> to get through it man it is the community is what binds us together like it has nothing turns out it has nothing to do with shoes or clothes or 
an off-white shirt. It has to do with persevering and getting through life. Like, it just, and it just so happens we all like the same things. Mm-hmm. That's what it has to do with. Yeah. We touched on it a bit, but you said your budget was three fifty. So, what was the two and a half year pair of shoes that you got? Mm. Oh, I, I have a few sneakers behind me, so I'll pull it out. Oh, here um, we go. Let's, let's go. go. This pair you wouldn't think no I got for three fifty, but on StockX, this was actually during COVID. So I would say maybe a little bit before two and a half years, maybe two two years, two years and some change. But I got it off StockX for three fifty because I guess COVID people were like scared. This shoe had come out like I think right before COVID or right around that time, and so they had just dropped, so the price was low. And I love Off White. Off White's one of my favorite brands. So I think Virgil's like creativity is just like amazing. I really love what he has done to the community. But yeah, this shoe was my first three hundred and fifty dollars shoe, and now I've got some. <laughs> I can't believe I've spent some money on certain shoes at this point because I would have told you I would have never spent. Hey, treat, your, spent treat yourself. Shoes, yeah, you put in the work. I guess treat I yourself. Well, yeah, we like to play a top five. So. If we're on sneakers right now, can you mm-hmm. give us your top five sneakers, either in your rotation or on your wish wish list, whatever you want to go? Okay, I put, I put a, I put all my top fives kind of, kind of on my bed here with me. So oh, yes. oh, perfect. Because first YouTube, I'm, yeah, that's who I yes. am. So first YouTube, yeah. First, this was one Dang, of my first Jenny, to ever get. Oh, hit it with it. <laughs> this was my first grail. And I had posted, I don't know, somebody posted like a challenge on Instagram. It was like, if you could get your top three sneakers, which sneaker is your grail, top three grails that you wish you could get. The next day, I had found these for like an incredible deal. I got these no box um, off goat. For an incredible deal like under a thousand so this is like the most ex- like craziest first shoe i ever got was this. what size for, is that like for the eight? listeners eight at nine? home we're a looking six? at a, it's like an eight a jordan one retro high off white white yeah it's so sick it is fire on in my size yeah. they're about six thousand dollars right now yeah that's crazy <laughs> i mean this youth i think is going for about Rex. half a but yeah, this shoe goes crazy. The red one, the Chicago colorway of these are like insane. And I bought these really used and they're, I mean, they're. They used. look so dope. They look Who good. Cares? Yeah. <laughs> they're my beater skin. I've skated yeah. like these, these are one of my favorites. So have it's like, sh- I just. Have the Chicago's come through the store at all? You mentioned the Chicago's of the off-white. <laughs> I don't buy those because a lot of them are fake Base. so yeah i stay away from those unless they have a receipt and every pair mm. that has come through the shop hasn't had a receipt we've had pairs that i definitely knew are fake where i black lighted them or whatever and i'm like yeah can't take these but regardless if they don't have a receipt because it's one of the best heavily made shoes fake made shoes and the blue the unc colorway as well mm-hmm. yeah well it's, it's got to be a lot easier just because they're made imperfect right and so it's harder yeah, to pick them and up. I think quality control yeah it's just you already know <laughs> yeah 
told this story before, but I had the uh, I was I had a corporate office job once in my life, and it was just awful. And I went to the printer, and it jammed. And I came back, and I had exclusive access to the UNC off-white ones. And by the time I got back to my desk, uh, they were sold out. It was the worst day of my life. I sat on my desk and stared at my computer screen for the next five hours and did no work. It's like four house payments. Oh, my God. It was because it jammed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That printer can go to hell. I got it. (laughs) Man, off the top rope. (laughs) All right. What else you got in your top five? Back to top five. Back to top five. This is my most recent purchase. This is my I only wore these twice now. I just got these from GOAT. Because my size is very rare to come into the shop for some heat. So I have to shop. I usually shop on GOAT as opposed to StockX. This is not my favorite. GOAT's a little more pricier, but I I like them a lot better. Would uh, you say what size you are again? Six men's. So oh, like a seven shoot. and a half. Oh my gosh. Men. It's gonna be some turtle doves or something. Yeah, it's like tough. Okay, no, <laughs> it's another pair of ones, but I just got these. Oh, wow. Okay. This is the most nice. expensive shoe I own. In I've a never six. This Gosh. much. This actually goes for half the price of like an 11. So 11 is like 4,000 something. So I had a pair of fragment uh, lows that I also put in the list, but I just sold them because, so the highs and lows, I guess. But I got them for like 500 bucks when they first came out, brand new, with a sneakers receipt from like a local reseller. I don't even remember who. And I put them on, no, I do remember who, but I put them on and I wore the hell out of them and beat them. And I was like super regretful. So I was like, and then they went up in price like crazy. So I sold them for 1500 used as hell. So I was just going to buy myself another pair of lows because I was like, well, I paid 500 I made the profit on it. If I add a few hundred to get the new pair, like a DS pair, like it's fine. Like I, it's not really me coming out of pocket since I made profit <laughs> on it or whatever. So then I got it from Go and I didn't like it because the tongue was like a little crooked or something. And I was just not, not feeling it. I'm like, if I sp- put like, you know, $1,800 on a shoe, I don't want it to be factory flawed. It, it wasn't listed as factory flawed. So Goat was awesome and they did a return. So I had Goat credit. Wow. And then I saw that these were like, not want to say, I don't want to say only 2K, but compared to like the big sizes, the big sizes were like four four or something thousand dollars so (laughs) i ended up getting getting the high instead because i was like okay whatever i'm just gonna do it and i did it so this is the most money i've ever spent have you worn them have you undiced them yet yeah i I, the first day i got them literally no stars in sight that might be the camera calling (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we're talking about some Travis ones that are frag- the fragment oh, ones. Travis Frag highs. And I do want those new suede white brown ones too. They come out like mm-hmm. around my birthday. So I would put them on instantly too. I love those. Um, <laughs> also, next 
grail, I guess. Union, the Black Force, the okay. new off. Let's war. go. You sold mm-hmm. me a pretty. But Man, uh, that's, that's what I brought I in. The you shop. hit this. Yeah. I did. My wife did. I took the credit. I lied to you, Jenny. I said I got them. My wife hit on those. But I sent you the receipt. I had I had the paper trail, right? I had my wife on it. And another uh, four that I had in my top five, but I'm current. It's like on the shelf right now at the shop. I'm selling it. Is the off white for the sales? Mm-hmm. It was my yeah, first beautiful pair of shoes. So I got that off sneakers the day after my birthday and it's such a beautiful shoot, but it is so sensitive. And mm-hmm. I'm really hoping they come out with the off-white bread for, cause that one to me is way nicer. <laughs> I would rock that over because the black, I'm honestly pretty rough on my shoes. I try not to be, I work in them every day and I work hard when I work. So I guess that's, what happens so yeah i would love to get the bread force if they ever come out which i hope they do but i wouldn't hold your breath on that one i Um, hope they do i um i i got the sale fours as a covid impulse buy i got them they're in my rotation Ah. i wear them once every uh, however many uh, three weeks or so yeah those went up quite a bit yeah that was a tough stretch for me money-wise that's a really tough stretch. You might have had to sell your golden gooses for that. No, that's when I got the golden gooses. I got golden gooses. I got Gucci loafers. I got those sales. I got Chicago ones. Like, I went stupid Gosh. during that time. Frame. It sucks. Then you wore your Chicago ones in the snow. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's a good snowshoe, I guess. But ones look great. Ones are beat up. Listen. Ones Don't are support no. this. No. Listen, Jenny, look at your your off-white, the ones, the first ones you showed. Look how great they look when they got some. They They do look better yellow. They do. Like, that's That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I love my shadow ones. I've had the shadows for I don't know how long. They're my favorite shoes because they look like they're beat up. I love them. Yeah, I'm big on, like, wear your shoes because I really, like I said, I'm love this my shoes. Anytime you want to come back, Jenny, you're welcome. Hayes, right, you're uh, preaching to Hayes right now. Yeah. Last one. <laughs> it's kind of a tie. So I, I got two. Oh, <laughs> I go. Good. <laughs> I couldn't decide. But my off white five muslin colorway. Ooh. I like and then lot 50. And I want lot one. So that's a grill I want right now. It's lot one. But yeah. These are my top five, I guess, and six and seven. Top I think six. I have seven shoes. <laughs> what do you not have that you're like, I got to have this? Lot one. I love that cream color. Mm. So that's something that I want right now. Travis SB's. Mm. Big grail of mine. But that's a little, whew, that would be the most expensive shoe if I were to get that. So The PlayStation ones? No, the like Paisley. But, yeah. Yeah, Casey. it's like a rope cord. Yeah, I love those base strings and yeah. I'm all about detail, and like I said, SB Dunks were one of my favorites because they're like just so collectible. They have different features, and like they're so unique. Like each one of them, 
or different crazy patterns and stuff. So I've got quite a bit of SBs, but I mean, a lot of them are just regular SBs, I guess, but I love SBs. What's the, uh, what's the craziest thing that's come into the store that is authentic that you were like, holy cow. Um, okay. I have a couple. So recently I'll say the not for resale Jordan ones, the yellow ones. I had those. I had the red ones. Those are the red ones to me are so much more fire. But um, yeah, yeah, not for resells. They're on my shelf right now. Um, I've had the cactus plant flea market sparkly Swarovski dogs. I've had two of those come in. Mm. Um, Fire. I'd say they're kind of heavy, but honestly, like not like a Balenciaga, like crazy amount of heavy. They're like kind of like a just high quality shoe heavy. And it seems like the Swarovskis on there are pretty high quality. Like they won't just fall off, which is something I was worried about at first. But that's also a shoe I'd like to have. That that shoe's crazy. That'd be a good wedding day shoe. I've always thought of that. Oh, yeah. Mm. Get married in the Swarovski cactus plant dance. <laughs> I have a friend you, from work. Will you get married budget? Will you get married at your parents' event hall at the at the at your parents' place? What do you think? So I had my sweet sixteen there. Yeah, got to do it. But <laughs> because it's my parents' place, and I just see it every day. Yeah, I think, and it's right next to the shop. I think I would just feel like <laughs> just. I want to do maybe something outdoors or something just because it's just like that's like home to me which would be cool but also maybe I want to do something different <laughs> hey, I feel that I had to move from to a different city to do something different because I had uh, too many parents <laughs> breathing down my neck so Dan do we need to cut that out <laughs> they don't, they don't listen, listen to this they don't listen we are not, they are not our demographic <laughs> Dan you're the only sure. one in this group that has flown the coop we've got five natural natives right here yeah. that's you're true holding, I'm sorry I'm sorry the... messing up the mojo it's all good hey so what so to uh, the opposite of Dan's question what are you just absolutely sick of seeing if, if one more person brings you X you're going to croak I'm so interested oh, in this. See, so I interested. These things all the time. It depends on, I guess, the season or whenever this thing shoe has came out or whatever. But recently, like at the shop, lately everybody's been selling me Syracuse highs, mm. and like I have the Syracuse lows, <laughs> and the Syracuse highs were fire. Like people were buying them, but now everybody wants to get rid of them for some reason, and now they're nobody's buying them. So now I'm just like I'm. <laughs> to see in the shoe like <laughs> I'm, i want to vomit and the wave runners because after they restock for the 20th mm-hmm. time nobody freaking wants those anymore and i bulk bought like four of each size so i've got so many that i paid <laughs> too high for and like i'm sick of that shoe right now i can't do wave runners and i own a pair of wave runners i want to sell them because of this issue mm. <laughs> the, the gloves are off sell them yet because they just came out so yeah certain things <laughs> like that i guess it, it it trends from time to time like i guess when it's hype 
and then people will wear them for a year or something and then they'll get sick of them and they'll all come to yeah. me and then nobody wants to buy them because they're outdated i guess because sneakers I, I feel like are just a lot of the time in nashville specifically nashville culture and stuff it's very like hype based like what's the newest trendiest hypest shoe that people can flex in and wear around or whatever so do you think that's due to the infancy of the Nashville sneaker community like people are trying to overcompensate because like I feel like things went from zero to 60 real quick from like it's back in 2015 16 17 there's nothing around like everybody like to Hayes point we're in vineyard vines we're in Sperry's like what what do you think is driving the 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 Nashville scene and what's holding us back from becoming like a Miami like in LA like I don't think we'll ever get to that that what's holding us back right now cowboy boots country is what I was (laughs) I was gonna say like country it's super old-fashioned like we're very southern Mm. um I mean something that I don't think it's peaked yet I don't think it's something that's gonna stop anytime soon no because yeah like three and a half years ago when I first opened Nashville sneaker scene was like zero to to none like you would go to the Green Hills Mall which is our luxury mall and you would maybe see one person wearing Yeezys I'd be excited to see somebody wearing some sneakers I'd be like hey come Mm -hmm. to my store so I was like ready to see a single person but now you go to the grocery store and you see literally every fire sneaker five people wearing them like some fire heat and then regular regular people wearing some regular sneaker heat so it's just like you're seeing sneakers everywhere because yeah back then people were wearing yeah regular sneakers converse vans sperry's i'd see occasionally a person with some like jordan 11 some breads and concords or some aqua eights or something classic like that but really for the most part the sneaker scene was really dead and i think it was has a lot to be like our old fashioned, I guess, culture here. But I think a lot of people from Cali moving here, Chicago, New York, but like a lot of people from California are moving here. It's like, it's crazy. Like every so person good. I asked, people are saying, oh, I'm from California. Like it's continuing, continuing to grow. I think Atlanta, Memphis, they're like our biggest closest like higher cultured cities so i think that's kind of also coming up into nashville and a lot of people from memphis moving to nashville a lot of people from atlanta i've seen come to nashville i'm not seeing a lot of people stay in nashville from atlanta i always find them moving back to atlanta um but californians love nashville and, and i think the sneaker scene and community is going to grow bigger because people there actually understand it. Something in Nashville, I feel like that was holding us back is people weren't understanding it either. They were asking, why is this? When I first opened, people would come in and say like, why is this shoe $300? I'd be like, well, that's what it's worth. And I'd have to explain resale value. And I mean, there's still some people that don't understand resale. Like, they're like, well, why is this shoe $100 on Nike and $250 at your store? So, I mean, there's <laughs> that. But it, there's, like, like, really no no knowledge of sneaker culture three years ago at all. And 
I, I don't know. I just think well, that's why what you're doing is so valuable to the community because you're an educator. Like the first part is just getting people to understand what this is all about before they actually accept it. Like, I feel like we're still on the verge. Like, like you said, I don't think we peaked at all. And so shops like yours are so important to moving that ball forward because right now it's really just trying to convert people to actually understand this crazy life that we live. Right. For sure. I believe it. And I think something that has helped it grow and spread is like sneakers are just like addicting and they're very influential. <laughs> Like when you put, get your first pair of sneakers and you go out and no one's ever come, like you've never gotten this many comments before going to Target. Like, you're like, wow, sneakers are pretty cool. Or you can start a conversation with a stranger that are completely different from you just because you both have sneakers on and like, wow, I like your sneakers, man. Where'd you get them from? Whatever. And it, you can conversate and connect with so many people it like brings people together even though you're completely different of a person you are preaching amen yeah amen to that someone complimented my shoes in target one time and um i was wearing cowboy boots believe it or not and then the guy comes back around like five minutes later and it's one of those pyramid scheme things like he was trying to like (laughs) set up coffee with me i'm like I threw those boots away and I never wore them again. (laughs) (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) Hey, speaking of, speaking of, okay, Jenny, this is going to dictate our, 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 oh, this is moving forward. We're moving into rapid fire, rapid fire. This this is the most important question you're going to get all night. What are your thoughts on, on, on cloud? On what? On, on cloud, the brand, the shoe brand on cloud. Cloud. I don't know if I've even heard of it. Good. Yes. yes. She's a realist. Let's go. Sure. Yes. Untainted. What, what is it? Don't worry about it. We got an episode. <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have to listen to it. Yeah, it is the most Williams, think Williamson County, Brentwood, Mom. white tall socks, prep. Athleisure we wear. We, we've got a house in the 38 down in Destin. <laughs> Just the most freckled face. Worst look, they, they have like listen. The hey, look, face of the earth. They have it's almost looks like a shock. They have like it's like a shock and a Nike free you, combined. You'd know them if you saw them. Yeah, you'd you would be like, them. oh my. And they're they're if you think of a soccer mom. fashion right now because they started out like as an Under Armour like performance brand, but yeah. now they're creeping into high fashion and trying to do collaborations. And it's they're they're really giving New Balance a run for their money right now uh, in sales. Uh, but it's it's really. It's the worst. Yeah. The yeah. Thing on it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've you seen know it. Yeah, I you know, never knew what you've you seen them. Yeah. yeah. If someone's wearing Lululemon, they're wearing on clouds. Hey, I've got a Lululemon Mason, shirt. What you got on? What you no got on, feet, on clouds? I've, I've got no <laughs> shoes on, but I had uh, fours on earlier. So, Jenny, do you own any Crocs? No. Let's go. I, I knew she was a realist from day one. I was little, like sixth grade. Yeah, that doesn't exactly. count. You're 24. That's when it's a no. That's when it's appropriate time to wear Crocs, not yeah. when you're a grown man Dan. <laughs> or woman. In I this case, remember or woman. respect, respect. Men wearing Crocs. <laughs> do you have people come in the shop wearing Crocs? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of respect. Of course they respect. do. Respect, respect. Oh, oh my gosh. Me. All right. What's, I picked um, up my child the other day oh. wearing Crocs, and it was great. 
I'm driving That's my embarrassing. Prius. Driving That's embarrassing. Driving my Prius and my Pray Crocs. for that child. God. <laughs> they don't know you have a sneaker podcast? God, these people. All right, Jimmy, Mason, what's I'm your sorry, favorite God. uncommon Jordan? So not ones. I would put 11s in a common favorite. Do you have a an uncommon favorite? Ugh, I would have to say no because, like, a lot of there's a lot of Jordans, like especially the uncommon ones that I don't like. Like number, like when you get past fourteen, oh, I yeah, would say yeah. she is a purist. Yep, I agree with that. But the thirty threes are fire. she's a real one. She's Those a real 33s. one. Threes. I don't know, and like. I would I wouldn't like I'm not gonna cap and act like I've always loved Jordans, but I have I do love Jordans like now and I have a really great appreciation for them. But when I was like in middle school, I can't say like I loved Jordans. Like there are people that, you know, watch Michael Jordan on TV and like admire jordan and like was his number one fan like that's how they got into sneakers so like i don't have that like super cool i guess childhood story memory about jordans but i do love jordans and i have i mean they're like a huge reason what sneaker culture is the reason why it is what it is so i i love jordans i mean i'm not gonna say ones are my favorite either because that's like you know one of the most basic ones but i don't know I wouldn't say sixes are like the most, you know, hyped up Jordans. I would probably say maybe like I have an appreciation for like the Carmine sixes. Mm-hmm. I'd probably, if I got a like a pair, I might grab a pair for myself. Um, fours are probably my favorite, right? Like I, I peep that. I would say twos because they're trying to they're trying to bring the twos back. They're trying. They're trying hard. They're really trying. And I used to, there's certain twos right now, like collab wise, that I think are are better because I used to like talk hella crap about twos saying they look like bowling shoes. Yep. Because (laughs) they do. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, um, but I think the Union uh, two collab, the cream colored one, that does a little bit better of not making it look bowling. The Amamier twos, I do Fire. not like. Oh, what? Oh, oh. that hurts. <laughs> have you that seen hurts. them in person? I have not seen the twos in person, no. The twos in person resonate bowling shoe. Hmm. They do. Too. The like bowling I love the blacked like out wings shoes. logo. The logo's cool. And the box is dope. The box is probably the coolest thing about the ama twos for me though i love a good it's sneaker just, box yeah boxes are important so you have a lot more in your in your store besides shoes so really quickly what is your take on where supreme is going and are what is your opinion on the current uh state of supreme are they in the toilet <laughs> are they in the toilet <laughs> supreme honestly is I mean, I loved Supreme when I first started, like, being into fashion and stuff. They were super skate, skate brand. So I was really into Supreme. I think one of the first Supreme things I have is, like, a hat I got from eBay. I couldn't tell you if it's real. It was real or fake, honestly. It was one of, like, the first things I ever bought Supreme-wise because I didn't know where else to buy this kind of stuff. So, um, 
they were really edgy and and really crazy brand honestly and they had some crazy stuff and I think a little bit the past I think last year they kind of died out a little bit I think when they changed the company or ownership or whatever and they kind of died out a little bit because they're they weren't being like authentic anymore they were being like I don't know kind of sell out I guess but I think they're trying to bring back their authentic self this past year so they've been doing a lot better um I mean people love supreme at the shop so I'll always keep selling supreme but I don't know I have a few supreme shirts but I don't have I have like three so it's not like I have I'm not a diehard. I've got 20 Supreme tees and different variations, but I mean, I like them. They're cool, but I don't love them, I guess, anymore. And a lot of people have their opinions about them, but they're just, they're cool, I guess, to me. Supreme shocks. Have you seen the Supreme shocks that are coming out? Oh, they're so great. Shout out Vince Carter. I they love are them. hideous. They are no, not. No, they've got good. Supreme on the shot. Yeah, like yeah that it still sucks. So it like still part. sucks. Like, there's, they're not a good shoe. So Supreme has made some oh, ugly shoe collabs. Mm-hmm. Amen. But I think this is one of the better, one of the better ones. The Air Force Twos. <laughs> Air Force Twos. I was buying the Air Force Twos in the Nike clearance store here for thirty and forty dollars a pop. <laughs> all right and like i'm not like three or four like 10 or 15 15 or 20 like pairs on like i had pairs i couldn't sell wow yeah those were bad i'd take some brown ones today though if you gave them to me for 50 bucks i'd wear the brown ones the brown and turquoise ones were were popping off turquoise turquoise (laughs) terrible uh the first pair of shoe that shoes that i consigned the uh it was the till supreme I remember that air force mm-hmm. twos with bullets and mullets that's and leads to sit, my question that was gonna be my question they they sat in her shop for a solid year and <laughs> when they got broken into i was like oh man they for sure got stolen. <laughs> they didn't even steal them because they saw they were like nope not touching that Jenny, since we were rapid firing, I was going to ask, what, if anything, do you know about bullets and mullets? So I, I know quite a bit, I guess, of bullets and mullets. It was like they had, she had several stores, but it didn't work out in some locations and stuff. I would say like uh, the Gulch, she wasn't meeting like her clientele base. So she'd try to like do like Patagonia and North Face. It didn't like work out the best. And then, but like her Bell Road store did the best because I guess her clientele and stuff. But yeah, no one, she was before her time. That's what I'm going to say. And I think we talked about that a little bit. She was yeah. before her time. And like, she, I mean, I wish she got more appreciated than, than what she was. Cause I mean, she did have like mostly bape, I would say, but like, that was awesome. Especially back, back then we really didn't have anything like that. So she was before time and people didn't appreciate or respect her. And she was another female. So, so that was cool. Talk about tough. She was tough. Yeah. Hard nose. I respected her. We supplied mm-hmm. her vintage when she dabbled into vintage uh, early on before she moved out. And then she actually, before she moved, offered the store to me to sell it to me. And it was probably All one right. of the worst 
decisions I ever made in my life. At that point, like mm-hmm. I had a kid, we we're about to have a second. I was just like, I had a steady job. And so like, again, kudos to you for going for it, like jumping off the cliff, taking that leap of faith. Cause like, I just couldn't do it. But looking back on it to your point, she was so beyond her time and it's like, Oh man, what could have been? So I- I'm living vicariously through your success right now. I appreciate <laughs> what you're doing. And she shut down like, like a few months before I opened, I believe that was like, she moved to California then. So I guess everything happens for a reason, but I think she's thriving in Cali. All right. I think that about wraps us up. I don't know where Hayes went. I guess before we go, uh, do you have any shout outs? Where can we find you on social media? And then give us something that you learned today as well. Something I learned today is that um, people appreciate my story. Um, Cause I don't feel like I get to really talk about it too much. And there are like a lot of people that are still haters. Like literally today I was dealing with some stuff and Yesterday, someone I heard someone told me they heard a rumor that I don't actually own the store. A man owns the store above me, and I just like pretend like I own the store. And then I heard a rumor that I sell fake shoes, and the the day before that, so um, I don't get to tell my story too often, and I haven't done an interview in like. A year or so so this has been fun to do again since I haven't got to like update people on my story and have you guys as some awesome listeners today so it was awesome thanks for having me um yeah I mean that's pretty much it haters are gonna hate so it's my biggest motivation to keep going like awesome people like you guys that want to listen to my story and seem to believe in me and want to see me keep going and that motivates me so yeah uh shout out I guess my family even though they didn't really believe in me they still helped me every step of the way to get to where I am today because I couldn't do it without them I you know started the shop with my own funds but I needed I couldn't have done it without like their support and helping me with the rent and those type of things um yeah and like my current supporters and friends and families and everybody that's shopped with me and sold to me that's really important is the people that you know sell to me because I can't you know run a business without inventory and people that respectfully sell to me like I think when you came in, you gave me, I didn't even really have to counter offer too much. Like when you gave me, I was like, what are you looking for? You said, okay, this is the total that I have. I was like, okay, well, let me see what I can do. And I added everything up. And I think we we're like off by like 120 bucks or something off like a big, huge purchase. So I appreciate, yeah. Shout out to all the people like that, that like respect and understand that I have to make money to business running to provide a really cool place for people to like get to come and sell or trade or buy sneakers and get to see them in person and hang out with their friends and have like a community place for, for that type of stuff, because there's not many of us here. There's a few of us and we're all working on 
creating this cool environment for people. So I appreciate all the people that come correct and are supportive and are nice and, you know, come sell to me and respect the fact that I have to make money and believe in me. So all those people and that shop with me and don't ask me for discounts. It's Mm. all love (laughs) to those people because I work hard and we, my whole team works hard. My whole shout out my whole team because they also help me out all the time because I was a one woman show and it was really hard. So it's awesome having a team behind me to help. I I don't have to steam, be cashier, be a janitor, be a buyer, be all these things all at once at the same time. I mean, I am mostly the only buyer there, but aside from that, I have a team that helps me out with everything else to where I stress just a little bit less and have people that we can go through the problems together. So shout out my team because I didn't have a team before. So and especially before I did any other interviews, I guess it's my first interview since I've had a team. So for real, shout out my team. And yeah, people can find me at Red Rose Hype Shop on Instagram. We're located at 1187 Antioch Pike, Nashville, Tennessee, 37211. A lot of people confuse it in Antioch, Tennessee, but we're in Nashville. We're about 12-ish minutes away from downtown Nashville. Um So yeah, come check us out. Come check out what I've done. You know, I'm excited for what's to come. I've got like a lot of big plans. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. This has been a real treat for us. I don't know why you wanted to come on here. And we are very thankful. (laughs) You Um, could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate it. But you're here with us. Shouts out to Jenny. Oh, well, it was a fun time. Hayes, I'll kick it to you. I want to listen. Uh, What I learned from Jenny is that um, perseverance and um, self-motivation is good. And but having community behind you, pushing you is really what gets you jump started when things aren't tough, when things are tough. I would say that's what I learned from Jenny. Landon, Dan, who wants to go next? Uh, family first. I mean, you got the family by your side. Nobody can stop you. And uh, to give them credit, you got an awesome family. And uh, not not to take it away from all that you've done, but uh, and just being real and being authentic. I mean, it shows, and it, it um, it, it's you can differentiate yourself from the pack real easily by being authentic. So Preach. shout out. Don't be discouraged when uh, you may not be, you know, supported by everyone in your group. So, I mean, I wear an Ikea hat and and Crocs and people in this group don't support me, but I'm still here. So always be looking up. Thanks, Dan. Uh, For me, uh, mine pretty much echoes what everybody else said. I have a whole page of notes because, you know, you never let a good opportunity to learn something go to waste. But uh, for me, is just get you some perspective. Just the, where your where your parents came from and what they went through, and how you use that to you know everybody doesn't hit on sneakers. Oh well, that's not really a big deal. Like it is for some people, but really at the end of the day, that's that's where you need to get you some perspective. And then uh, the biggest thing I wrote down was just community. Like the other guys have said, um, 
how important that is. And I think the other big thing that I learned is just, I just want to give you your flowers today because this has just been a real treat Amen. for all of us. And um, anytime you want to come back on is it's an open invitation. You just let us know. And we probably won't bother you. We'll probably actually bother you at some point. And yeah, say, we'll bother hey, you. We want to catch up again and have you come back on. But um, we don't have too many followers, but our followers are loyal. And I would expect some of them to to come by. I hope they do and experience your store. I hope I get to come by sometime and experience the store for myself. And I'm looking forward to that. But at the end of the day, just thank you for coming on here and sharing your heart with us and your story. So much love. Heck yeah, Jenny. One last question from me. Uh, Jenny, can you freestyle? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Are you going to embarrass me right now? You don't have to, but Hayes is known for freestyling off on our podcast. So if you just wanted to battle, you could, but uh, this battle. A rap battle. Whoever wins gets to stay on the podcast. We've been trying to find a way to get Hayes out of here and replace him with someone <laughs> yeah, a little right. more. Landon, va- you're here can... like once a month. We couldn't do the podcast. <laughs> but look who I brought. Look who I got on this fair. podcast. That's fair. <laughs> the best guest ever. Well, Jenny, if you're feeling it, just interrupt Hayes and, and tell him you're going. <laughs> Nobody Hayes, else think... is going to rap. Nobody else uh, is rapping. I don't have it today. I don't have it. I'm afraid I'm gonna say something I shouldn't. Is this a good one, Hayes? Sure, I don't give a crap. Oh my gosh. Jenny, don't judge me. Uh, uh. Red Rose hype. I'm white. She's wearing off white. Got her pajamas on and so do I. Um, I got Louis Vuittons on. I'm flexing on these haters. I come into her shop with some fakes like they real and asking for a billion dollars. I got a billion dollars. I'm in Biden's economy. I got all the money. I'm taking all the money. I'm taking all the haters. <laughs> she wearing alligators. I'm wearing gator snakes. I'm wearing snakes. I got snakes wrapped around my neck like a necklace. I got about pop, 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 pop. I got the breakfast. I'm eating the breakfast. I'm eating the steak and shrimp for breakfast. I got the grits. <laughs> Antioch. Baby, baby. <laughs> you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. But you're here, but you're here. <laughs> we'll see you next week. 615.